0: Hello, hello, welcome everybody, welcome, welcome, hello, welcome, I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com, and I'm glad to be here with you on another Wednesday. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, that's 9 Eastern Standard Time, for those of you that don't know where the mountains are, and I'm glad to be back. I had to uh, skip last Wednesday, last week, because, hang on, I'm adjusting my mic, it seems a little hot on my end how's the sound folks hopefully it's okay anyway last week i had to head out of state head down to denver go to the airport there and get another import um we expected it thursday but then they changed it so it came wednesday instead it's a little loud okay i thought so how's that folks is the audio better there hopefully that's okay um If it's loud, folks can turn it down. But if I have it up too high, then it gains on you and it starts sounding kind of poppy and bad. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Um, Hopefully that's better. Um, Thanks for letting me know, Kayla's Aquatics. Um, Anyway, had an adventure, went down to Denver, drove through a blizzard. I don't know how much snow exactly um, Denver got Wednesday of last week, but I think it had to be like eight inches minimum. I don't think that's an exaggeration. There was a ton of snow dumped, which made the trip pretty darn fun. If Priscilla's in here or uh, Mile High Plecos, they'll be able to tell us for sure. But from what I was seeing, it looked like at least eight inches, maybe 10 inches, something like that, all within a few hours. It was was an interesting drive. But we made it, we got back, so here we are. We're gonna start with our shipping report. Which is something we do every week to tell you how stuff went. Um, two weeks ago, when I talked to you, there was um, I had there was a couple of rainbow fish that had arrived, that arrived DOA, and a couple that were struggling. So I wanted to take a minute and update you on that. Um, That was a large box I sent in. That box didn't do well. Six of those fish didn't make it, either arrived DOA or passed away later, due to, excuse me, due to complications um, from shipping. They just got really cold. And even though I packed for the long haul, I'm not sure what happened to that box. Uh, I don't know if it was left out on a tarmac overnight. It was delayed or what, but... I'm trying to find something here because that was a bummer. It's never good when that happens. But I want to see this this customer has purchased from me many, many times. So I want to see what the ratio is just for this customer um, as far as the success rate to give folks an idea. If I can find it. Hang on, I'm I'm looking here. This might take too long, I might not. There it is. Okay, gotta find the username. So now I can look here and see how many orders they've done. I think they've probably ordered, I don't know, 100 fish, maybe more than that. Um, And this is the first time I think that we've had a problem. So let's see here. One, two, that's one order. Uh, It's going to take too long to look it up. So I'll spare you the boring part, but um, I want to apologize to that customer. Sorry that that happened. Sorry that a couple more passed away from complications, you know, a couple days later, but... I'm not sure why that went so rough, so I apologize to them. The good news is, though, that I I have sent this person many, 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 many orders. And I think this is the first time there's been a a problem like this. So the success rate's still good, even though occasionally something like this happens. Um, Apart from that, the only other thing is this week, uh, I sent a bunch of orders out Monday. And I got a notice yesterday from a customer that said that I sent them a Sultan Pleco and they said that it arrived DOA. So I responded apologetically and said, you know, please send me a picture so I can give you a refund or send you a replacement. And I never heard back. So um, hopefully I will hear back and I can take care of them or and I'm not accusing this person of anything because I don't know them. But in the pleco world, you do have to be careful. It's it's fairly common in the pleco world for people to try to scam you. Um, So. I don't know if it actually passed away yet or not because I haven't, I haven't got confirmation of that. So I'm going to just guess that it did until, uh, until I don't get a picture in a few days. We'll see. Anyway, that's, that's the report. Not as good as usual. Um, seven fish total that were DOA or passed away shortly after delivery in the last two weeks. So that's really, really bad. The good news is that's the first time we've had a problem like this this year. And we sent out, I don't know how many thousands of fish. It's, or I don't know what the number is, but lots. So it doesn't happen often, but every now and then the stars uh, don't align correctly and the fish have a problem. So that's the shipment report. Hopefully next week I'll have a better one and um we can progress from here the good news is the crazy weather is abating here i think that i think things are gonna be we'll, we might get a couple more cold snaps but in general i think that the the brunt of the cold weather is behind us so things should go pretty smoothly from here on out not that they don't usually they do but it's nice when uh you don't have to worry so much about the cold. Am I putting in enough heat packs? Am I putting in too few? Are they getting too hot in there, too cold? All that stuff. So so for the year, we're still in pretty good shape. I think that puts us something at like eight fish lost, um, something like that, less than 10, I believe, for the entire year so far, which percentage wise is really good. Although for anyone that experiences that, um, you know, it's still, A horrible customer experience, and I apologize for it. Um, The good news is, moving on to something more fun, is that we did get the import. We did get it landed. We got some awesome stuff in. I'm going to tell you about that in just a moment. But before we do that, I'm going to tell you about our giveaway. So, uh, Dennis Ramirez is providing our giveaway tonight. It's some ram's horn snails. So, most of us are familiar with ram's horn snails. Great little... Snail, getting nooks and crannies, eat algae. They're great as part of an aquarium that's been kept as an ecosystem in algae covered tanks. They're wonderful because they'll help control that. Um, And I don't know, I like them. I, I have them in most of my tanks, at least a few. And puffers and loaches absolutely love munching on them. So there's lots of uses for them. There are people that kind of hate snails. And I see those posts all the time and get those emails about what's this. And it's a ram's horse snail. And they're like, ah, but I don't, I think that they're wonderful. The only snail that I'm aware of that I would not want to get into my aquariums is, um, the, uh, Malaysian trumpet snail MTS just because, uh, They're so hard to eradicate (laughs) and I have seen them absolutely take over an aquarium. So besides that, besides that one species, there's not a snail that I know of that I don't like. I even like the little bladder snails and what we call pest snails and pond snails and stuff. I think they're all awesome. So So the giveaway is for some ram's horn snails provided by Dennis Ramirez. And if you'd like to enter that, it's really simple. Just enter hashtag snails in the chat. And I think Dennis is giving away three groups of these. So you'll have three chances to win. We'll draw the first one here very shortly uh, to give the early birds a bit of a leg up and a reward for being here early. Get their their chances of winning will be a little higher. Excuse me. Got a tickle in my throat. (laughs) Pardon me. Okay. So, oh, the last thing. Look what I got. I got the calendar from Punchy Paints. It's right, Where's the camera? It's pretty awesome. I'm just going to skip through it. This is like quintessential Wyoming art right here. This is what you would see if you went to an art gallery. <clears throat> Man, my voice is doing it again. <clears throat> It it was fine all day, then I'd go to live stream. (laughs) Um, Art just like this. There's some really cool stuff. So if you want to get some cool art, check out Punchy Paints. And um, Punchy Paints live stream will be going after me as far as I saw earlier today at uh, about half an hour after I end, about 9 p.m. Mountain Time. If you want to know more about her art and um, yeah, she often will sketch a thing right there and do little giveaways and stuff. It's a cool channel. Cool live stream. (laughs) Thanks for the simple hashtag on behalf of candy. You're welcome. Pink candy has trained me well. (laughs) I keep them simple. Now I used to try to be creative with the hashtags, but they got complicated and it created a big, problem for the mods. So candy has finally got me trained. (laughs) All right, let's go over the import list. I know that's what a lot of people want to see. Now, before I show it to you, not everything on the list arrived. I already deleted several things from the list that I know did not arrive, but I haven't yet gone through some of the other species. But here's most of what I ordered that I haven't Deleted yet as a no-show. Just going to give you a sec to take a look at it. I did get more of the avatar uh, blue angelfish that everybody wanted. I did get more of the um, golden torpedo barbs that everyone wanted. Oh, these did not arrive. Sorry, those dorciklas did not arrive. Um, the longfin quarries I got, the paleatus longfin, don't really have. Long fins. They're a little longer, but they aren't anything impressive. So I'll probably list them as normal fins. Um, the um, equus did not come. Um, a few of the other species did not come. I did get some really cool gobies. These banded morguna look amazing. The empire gudgeons came in looking good. Um, I'm still sorting through these though. I I have to. I haven't yet labeled every tank. I've just been. Uh, Working on making sure everyone gets acclimated and starts feeding and gets healthy But I haven't gone through and labeled all the tanks So I'm not sure if all these gobies arrived yet I'd have to go out and look individually at the tanks and everything and and get them labeled Um, So here's what I ordered goby wise not quite sure what came Um, Only two Annie's gobies unfortunately I did get some Are they on here? Here they are, some rudularius did come in. The licorice gouramis are looking fantastic. The um, wild rice fish, the uh, Pluticola and uh, Matanensis did come in, but they're in rough shape. So I'm doing my best to get them fat and happy. It's probably gonna be a while though before I can list them for sale, unfortunately. The Plecos came in looking great. The Congo Spotted Puffers um, the Shodeni Puffers came in looking wonderful. I'm very excited about uh, these. We did get a couple of pseudomugils that I've never seen um, doing well in person before. Um, this one from Amika. And we did get this one. Novagenie. So I'm really excited about them. And they, they are doing pretty well. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that they'll be ready to go pretty soon. Um, I finally was able to get some males because I had about 20 females of the uh, Chilithrina Blairi. <laughs> so I was able to get 10 males. So I'll be able to sell those as trios. Um, the rest of these, a lot of them came in, but I haven't sorted through all the rainbows yet to identify exactly what came in and what didn't. So here's the list of what was ordered on rainbows. But again, I'm going to have to go through. A couple of them might not have come. Um, I really wanted like O'Neili and Van Hurini and things like that. Just some species that you never find. So, um, I think the O'Neillai came in. I can't remember. I don't think that the, uh, Van Hurini came in. And let's see here. Oh, these are awesome. These blue diamond Tetras. This is an African Tetra. Uh, one of the Congo Tetra species, if you will. Um, Hard to find, and they came in looking really good. So there's a look at the list. Um, It will be another week and a half before, well, hang on, uh, another about week and a half. So I will list these for sale probably on the 12th of this month, the 12th or the 13th is when I'll list um, this most recent import for sale. And... I'll only list the stuff that's doing well. Some of these things might take, you know, a month or two before they're acclimated and ready to go. So some of them are rough, like those wild uh, rice fish. Most everything else, though, looks pretty good. So I'm hopeful that it'll be ready to go um, next weekend. So that's how that is looking. And let's see here. There was something else I wanted to mention, but I I forgot what it was. (laughs) So with that, I think that's everything that's going on here. Um, Before I get into the questions and comments, you know, just what else has been going on. Um, We have a potential employee coming out next weekend, I believe on the 13th and staying for a week. We're going to work together, make sure we like each other and uh, that everything (laughs) <laughs> that we want to <laughs> basically get married almost. I mean, it's not that, but when you're getting the founding team of a new company up and running, you're going to be spending a lot of time together. So we want to make sure that we play well in the sandbox. And, um, uh, I think it's going to go well though. I'm really excited about this person. Uh, they have a great skill set, and we've talked to them a few times and I, I think they're going to be a great person to work with. So, you know, if I didn't, I wouldn't. be (laughs) providing a trip for them to come out and all that. But um, I'm excited about that to see how that goes. So we might have that hire taken care of pretty soon. We are still looking for someone to help with marketing. So if you know about marketing and like to create content and know how to place that content so it's effective, that's the other kind of person. We're, We're still looking for that person. So, um, what else? Oh, I spent a lot of the day with the accountant trying to finalize things so that the investors can get all their K1s and other you know, tax information promptly here, so that should be coming pretty soon. Um, was it the bank, you know, a lot today too, figuring out finances, uh, trying to make sure that we've got everything we need to get this up and running and we're real close, we're, we're pretty much there. Um, And I I think that's about it. So that's what's going on here at Dan's Fish. Um, If you have questions or comments about the company or about keeping fish, breeding fish, raising fish, shipping fish, aquariums, any of that, I'm not really great with plants, but I can tell you about most freshwater fish. So let's get into that section and see what happens. It's It's always interesting to see how these things go down. All right. The first one I see is Alex Aquatic Animals. How much fertilizer should I use in a fully planted tank? Yeah. Sorry, Alex. I, I know almost nothing about plants. Um, but someone else here should be able to help you with Aquarium Co-Op's um, easy fertilizer line because I know a lot of people here use it. So if other folks could chime in and help Alex out, that would be great. Maria saying hello. Hello right back, Maria. Good to see you. I see that my mods are here working hard. Thanks, mods. Thanks, Punchy Paints and Kayla's Aquatics um, for being here and doing this. If there's other mods, um, so far I haven't seen you yet. So if I missed you, I'm sorry. (laughs) Peep's Law Sheep. I specifically bought Malaysian trumpet fish. Well, do they eat Malaysian trumpet snails? Because then you'll be okay. (laughs) Narvi Fish tanks. The mouth-breeding severums are doing well. Do they change colors? One will put on a set of stripes, and then they look like a totally different sh- fish. Shy by nature. Um, yeah, they do change colors, like, like a lot of cichlids, based on mood. And as they grow and mature, they're going to you know, grow into their adult coloration. They're what I would call pre-teens right now. If they were humans, they'd be, I don't know, maybe 11 years old, 12 years old, something like that. They still have quite a bit of growing to do. Um, are they shy? Not once they settle in, they'll be shy for the first week or two, but once they settle in and I don't know your tank setup, but what I noticed in my tank setup was they were probably shy for about a week. And then they learned that me lifting the lid meant food and they didn't have to run away and be scared when I came by and they were out and about and front and center kind of really like pets is kind of how they are. So I think that they'll get very personable and be out and about for you a lot. Just give them a little time to settle in. And I'm glad you got them um, and uh, glad they're doing well for you. I think they're a really cool species. The only Severum I know of that mouth broods, that's pretty cool. That's unique for Severums mikey m happy wednesday plus everyone what is the pink and yellow fish behind you (laughs) i did get more so we do have more of the uh gold denison barbs that everyone asks about those bright kind of orange and yellow fish or maybe it looks pink depending on the screen you're looking at so um and they're doing great so i should be able to list those hopefully next weekend next friday or saturday oh skipper's aquariums is here thanks skipper sorry i missed you earlier good to see you Thanks for what you do. Um, Let's go ahead and do the first giveaway. So this is for the first group of snails given away by Dennis Ramirez. And there are only 62 entered, so there's a very good chance that you early birds might win. And here, the winner is Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, you have won. A group of rams, horn, snails from Dennis Ramirez. Congratulations. I'm just going to write this down. Well, let's wait till you respond. Um, if you would respond, let us know that you're here. You have about a minute and a half to do that. And then we will um, get you hooked up with Dennis so you guys can figure out when you want those snails shipped to you. All right. While we're waiting for Swamp Thing to reply orange cones i may do a farewell of the tata giveaway in a few months yeah so orange cones um has some farewells that spawned and they're grown up there in a few weeks they've already grown to what an inch i think you said that's pretty cool they they must grow fast because they aren't that old um so yeah a couple more months let's do that that sounds fun swamp thing is not swamp thing you hear (laughs) stepped away for a cup of coffee or something Nah, one do. I wish on Get Gills we could sort by popular or best-selling. We'll get there. We have like, I think it's, oh, there's Swamp Thing. Hey, Swamp Thing, you won the snails. You won the ram's horn snails. So if you would send me an email, dan at dansfish.com, um, let me know, hey, this is Swamp Thing. I won those snails. Then I will get you in touch with Dennis. Hang on, I'm writing this down so I don't forget. I'll get you in touch with Dennis um, so you guys can figure out when you want them shipped. So congratulations, got yourself some ram's horn snail goodness. Okay, so yeah, not one do there are. There's like nine pages of stuff. I don't think that's an exaggeration. That changes and in things we want to bring to get gills so we are doing it um no one's really getting paid to work on get gills it's kind of a self-sustaining thing so it's something that we do as we find spare time or when it's just like hey we really got to fix something (laughs) get in there and do it but we we are making more improvements and focused on it a little bit more but it's a labor of love so we get to it as we can. And that would be cool. A popular best-selling list. Yes. But I just to be honest and upfront, I don't think it's going to happen real soon. There's a long list of stuff to get to and we have to prioritize all of it. So but I appreciate the feedback. Um, and if anyone else has thoughts or feedback about get Gills and what they would like to see, that's gold to us. Anytime anyone lets us know what they want. So if you would let me know, or even better here, or even better, if you would email me, dan at dansfish.com, so it gets in my workflow, that would be cool. But let me make a note here. Get gills, sort by most popular. Or best selling. It's a good idea. I don't know if it's on the nine page list, but I'll check if it's not we'll put it there peeps sheep do you have any light recommendations for 75 gallon planted tank low tech and easy to keep plants yes i do this is what i use these are four foot let's see you've got a 75 gallon yeah this is what i have on my 75 gallons they're four foot um led shop lights from amazon i believe I believe the brand is Hycolity. Let me see if I can just get it for you here real quick. Amazon.com, Hycolity, four foot shop light. So here, um, see, so I'm logged in, so I don't know if when I share this with you, if it will make sure this is the one I got. No, that one's a little different. I'm trying to find the one I got. Oh, it's hard to see, they're like white on white. I think this is the one. Let's see here. No, that's not it either. Anyway, here is, what it was but any 4 foot led shop light i think that they're uh, 5000 kelvin is what i got and i don't remember uh much more than that they were like 40 bucks 20 bucks so that's what i use for low tech uh now please keep in mind i'm not much of a plant guy But if you're looking low-tech, super easy plants and cheap, that's what I use. Is it the best light? No. (laughs) Is it one of the worst lights? Probably. The only advantage is they're cheap and they last a long time. Um, I I do have Beamsworks and what's the other one? I didn't get an but got Beamsworks and I tried another one of those, you know, knockoffs and they did great for a little while, but LEDs started burning out real quick. So going with a cheap imitation of a high-quality light versus just a rock-solid shop light. In my experience, I would go with the uh, Beam's Beamsworks and neat Both of them, I've got, I think I've got about 20 of them in the fish room and they have problems. So I would recommend if you're going cheap, just go with something that is completely low-tech, rock-solid, and has no bells and whistles. Now, if you want a really nice planted tank, then you know you've got your fluvals and things like that. But again, not a planted guy, so they look good, but I don't know much about plants. Mike Stambaugh, what is your treatment for columnaris? Um, so, for columnaris, this is a gram negative bacteria, so you need to find an antibiotic that treats gram negative bacteria. What I found works best for columnaris is First off a separate hospital tank. Don't treat them in the community tank because the antibiotics that kill that will also kill your nitrifying bacteria and kind of destroy your entire ecosystem. Separate hospital tank with an air stone. If it's a fish that likes to hide or whatever, then put in some PVC pipe or put in some spawning mops or some Easter grass, something that's completely inert that they can hide it. You don't want anything that like live plants or anything in there. And you don't need a filter because it's not going to be biologically active. There won't be a nitrifying system going on in this hospital tank. So hospital tank, clean water that's been gassed off. So been bubbling for, you know, several hours. And then I put in five grams of salt per liter of water. And I treat with, um, canamycin and nitrofurazone. That's what I found works best for columnaris and aromonas, those really common gram-negative bacterial infections. So that's how I do it. Um, I do it for a week to 10 days. If you're using antibiotics, this is really important. This is something that really frustrates me about advice that's often given in the hobby. If you're giving the antibiotics, make sure you do the full treatment. We don't want to create super germs. We don't want to misuse them. Um, there are lots of folks that say it's kind of got out. There's some prominent people that say, no, just dose them once and let them sit in it. But that's not the proper way to use antibiotics. We don't want to use the antibiotics improperly because we'll create problems. We'll create resistance in, um, the bacteria we're trying to combat and, When you use the antibiotics improperly, you open yourself up to regulations. So if we want continued access to fish antibiotics, we better use them responsibly or we'll go the way of Canada. So that's my kind of spiel on that. So do the full treatment, salt in the water, um, don't feed at all. You don't want any biological waste in there. Follow the instructions with the water changes and the re dosing of those antibiotics. Keep the salt content up there. Use water that's fresh and clean, meaning not from the tank itself, but that has been stabilized and gassed off. And that's my best, my best for that. Plenty of inert hiding places if they like to hide. You don't want to take a fish that's sick and put it in a place where it's going to be even more stressed, right? Just a completely bare hospital tank will will stress out lots of kinds of fish. So. That's my thoughts of that. Um, Kittas Aquatics says, please reference questions to Dan with an at dance fish so it highlights for him. Yes, that would be very great. Very much appreciate it. We'd be grateful for that. Thank you, uh, Kittas Aquatics for reminding folks. So for those that don't know, if you're new, I look for these orange rectangles. That's what I respond to. And those orange rectangles appear if you type the at symbol and then Dan's fish and it pops up and you select it. That's how that highlights for me. That's the questions and comments that I look for and respond to. So if I'm not responding, um, either I accidentally missed it, not on purpose, or it didn't highlight for me. Max, hi Dan, with the licorice garamis, will they eat flakes and prepared foods? I read that they're finicky eaters. Yeah, you read all kinds of things. They're already eating the uh, extreme nano pellets. I haven't tried, did I try them with flakes? I think I did. I think I gave them some Krill Flakes yesterday, um, and they nibbled. I don't think they ate them really vigorously, but give them a few more. By the time I sell them to you, by the time next weekend comes around, not this weekend, but the the 13th or so, um, I think they'll probably be eating Flakes. But right now, they are definitely eating um, the Extreme Nano Pellets. I'm also giving them, you know, baby brine shrimp and stuff like that. But Jackson Tax, do you know how long greenfin dragons? How long do with heavy fine? Okay, do you know how long greenfin dragons do with a heavy fine sand substrate? So I can't tell if this question is asking the size, how long they get. Or how they do on substrate or both. Um, so, Jackson, Tax, I'm gonna. I know autocorrect gets gets in the way a lot. Um, so, w- with fine substrate, yeah, minor All my plecos are kept on a fine sand substrate. In fact, it's something that helps, I think, with the success of them. Now, I don't have a ton of. I'm not a pleco geek. You know, one of these people that knows all the different kinds and where they come from and the sub varieties and everything like that. I'm not a true pleco geek, but. I have several plecos. I've started keeping more plecos um, and kind of learning about them more for the last uh, nine months or so. So I'm not really a true expert, but what I have found is when I keep them on substrate, they tend to do better than when I don't. I think that they just are able to kind of, when I have a piece of wood there, they're kind of able to kind of burrow in there and, and wedge in and feel real secure and kind of graze on the sand a little bit if they get hungry. So I like them on a fine sand substrate personally. That's what I use. Now, as far as size, um, standard bushy nose size, just take into account that the fins will get longer, but body size about the same as a a bushy nose. Brian Klimazuski, is it possible to post an update list on the community page after you figure out what all came in or yeah so I think next week's live stream I'll have everything sorted out so I can talk in detail about it next live stream it takes me a while so some of those gobies um they're hard to identify so I want to make sure that first a, a few of them didn't come in so I have to go figure out which ones those are. And then the ones that did come in, I have to do my best to try to identify them correctly. I invariably screw them up though. Um, there'll be one that I misidentify just cause they're so hard. <laughs> so often I just have to go off what the exporter says, and then a true Gobi geek will come by, look at a listing and every now and then they'll tell me, Hey, actually, these are those. And, and I, I can get a little more information and, and massage, the identification a little bit, but um, yeah, it takes a while to identify some of the stuff. But I'm working on it um, the first week or so, though. I really just focus on it's all I can do just to make sure they're get start eating and they're they're settling in and they're getting healthy and all that. So once that kind of stops being such a high priority, once they start settling in after the first week or so, then I kind of that work eases up a bit and I can start focusing more on okay what actually came in <laughs> i mean i have i have all the shipping bags with the codes and everything there i i, I know what it is i just haven't gone through the process yet mm-hmm. so next wednesday i should be uh, pretty far along with that danikin hey danikin i was just about to read danikin aquatics uh comment and then it jumped on me so let me scroll back up <laughs> And find that there it is Danny and Ken hope you guys are doing well what's up brother oh <laughs> doing great hope you're doing well as as well hope you're doing well as well hope you're doing well too also orange goes the far well pair spawned on the 13th and the 27th of February the first spawn is 1.25 inches already jeez what's that that's how many weeks is that that's like two weeks right Thirteenth. Okay, one, two, almost three weeks, two and a half, three weeks, and they're already an inch and a half, an inch and a quarter. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's one of the fastest grown fish there is, I bet. Be smart. get gills address verifying, got orders in the past with no lane or street, and there was a lane or street chosen. Lucky I chose the right one. Okay, Get girls get get girls a address verifying. So, B-Starter, are you saying that you like verifying um, verification on orders? Not quite sure what you're asking for. Um, at checkout, there is a place for people to verify their address before they send it in. If that's what you're asking, it's just verifying. pass passed with no lane or street, and there was a lane or street. Yeah, so, I mean, if the person puts in their address and does not include lane or street, there is no way for the seller to know. Um, And the buyer should, on the checkout page, they see the address it's going to, so that's the point where it should get verified. Not quite sure I understand exactly what you're uh, referring to there, but hopefully I got it. Peeps Lost Sheep, thanks for the recommendation. Hey, you're welcome and hope it works out for you. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it works out. Swamp Thing got a pair of Chilitharena Alani in their own tank producing fry and all living together. They're good parents. The new fry are eating tiny copepods. How can I enhance the copepod culture in the tank? I don't know how much you can enhance it in the tank itself just because the population is going to be. Kept under control, right, by the fish. So my best suggestion, I guess, would be food and hiding places. If you're trying to keep the copepods in the tank with the parents and the babies, so something like, you know, Java moss that just fills half the aquarium, where the copepods can graze and hide and stuff. Something like that. Maybe, um, maybe a matala mat that you cut to size and you put a couple of those in there so that there's places for the copepods to hide and graze and things like that. That's my best idea. In an aquarium with the parents without building an elaborate structure where you, you know, silicone in like a piece of glass and keep it dark on one side and keep the copepods there with a little section that you can remove a few hours a day so they swim over and then, you know, something crazy like that um but just in the tank with the rainbow fish give them lots of places to hide and and make sure they have food and that's the best you can do um i would think a, a separate tank for culturing and then taking them from there and putting them in the chilathrina alanite tank might be a more productive way to approach that though and for that i'd recommend you to mike helwig's book um Culturing live foods or live aquarium foods. Culturing, something like that. It's a great book. Matt Lawrence, do you ever see any, I don't even know how to say this. Brachyhamdea catfish species on your import list. They're a nice himeloid that mimics Corydoras. Oh, I do know the one you're talking about and I have not seen them. I do know what you're talking about. Um, for those that don't, let's just, this is cool. Yeah. There's these small little, like, I don't know, Pictus cat type things. Um, and some of them are quarry mimics. I've really, you know, I, so like, here we go. So look at that. Looks a lot like a quarry, right? Um, this one, that doesn't look like a pygmy quarry. <laughs> those are awesome this one here's a skunk quarry right and you can totally see what they're doing how they mimic i wonder though oh wait was i showing that was I on the wrong screen this whole time yeah anyway here they are if i was i wonder what advantage that gives them in nature though um do they not have their own spines are they trying to be like i'm a quarry I'm spiny. I mean, I would think that they would have their own spines. So I'm, I'm curious why that's why that's an advantage to them to mimic a quarry. It's not like a quarry is. Uh, I mean, they've got a, a little bit of toxin in them on their by their spines, but they're not nearly as venomous as a lot of other catfish and things like that. So I don't know. Just curious uh, why that works for them. Um, So, Matt, if I ever do see something like that, I'll bring it in, but that's not something that I've seen or really looked for. Um, Once I start bringing in specifically from South America, I I bet I would have better luck. But right now, just going through the, the suppliers I have kind of out of Indonesia and Africa and stuff like that, I haven't really lately, for the last few years anyway, focused on South America. That is one of the plans though. I know I always say when the warehouse is done, but it's true when the warehouse is done, I do have plans to, you know, go down, look at South America and see what we can make happen. Lunatic Fringe, it's not just Canada that has regulations. Oh, I know, Chewy, I was just picking on ya. (laughs) Asia, the UK, Australia, and many other countries. Yes, absolutely. Sharon Miller, I noticed that you have some blue cars in the tank behind you. Are the cars peaceful enough to go in a community tank? Yeah, I mean, as per the display behind me, yeah, absolutely. The only problem you might have with the cars is if they're kept with really small fish; they'll snack on them. But any fish will fit will snack on other fish that easily fit in their mouths, right? Um, So as long as you're not keeping them with really small community fish, if that's the question, but they're one of the most peaceful cichlids there are. And if the tank's big enough, they'll even spawn in there and not really bother the other fish. They, if it's a real small tank and a pair of Acaras spawns, you might have a problem because they will defend the spawning territory. And if the tank's not big enough, you could have an issue. But if you have, I don't know, a four foot tank or more, I think they'll be fine because the area they defend is not very big, but if they spawn in a 30 gallon, you might have a problem. Oh, wait, it jumped. Sorry, Jackson Tax. I was just about to respond to you. I just saw HC Aqua. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well, Jesse. Jackson Tax. Okay, my Plecos are long fin green dragon. Size was not an issue. Not sure on the substrate. Okay, cool. Cool. I think I cleared. I think I, I talked enough about substrate and plecos. I like fine sand with plecos. Alicia AS, what is the scientific name of the Congo, te- Congo Tetra that you brought in? Let's show you here. Smykhaliae? Actually, hang on. Let's just put it in here and show you. These guys. put it in the comments too. There you go. So this is the fish. It's called the blue jewel or something like that. All right. So, thanks, Aleeshan. This shipment from this one came out of Indonesia. Um, Been in contact with... So here's what's going on with Nigeria. Normally, I bring fish up through Texas, and that's the point of import. There still are no flights going from Nigeria to Texas that take cargo. There are flights going to Miami. So now I've shifted gears, and I'm, I'm looking um some places in Miami where I can have them shipped to and bring them in from there. Um, or since it's heating up, maybe if we just wait a few weeks, we could bring them right into Denver. But right now it's just too cold uh, to bring them into Denver. So there are some fish um, that are being shipped from Nigeria, but not to the place where I need them to be. So I'm trying to make some adjustments on my end to try to get some of those uh, red African tetras in <laughs> for Bob. <laughs> Raphael Swit, to follow up on Columnaris' question, do we need to dispose of hospital water after treatment in any special way? Um, It depends. So activated carbon will remove most medications. So that would be a good thing to do. If you have a water change and you, let's say you're in the middle of treatments and you have to change some water before you put in the next dose. You could siphon it out into a bucket, do your 50% water change, um, put in some activated carbon, put an air stone in the bucket until the activated carbon has uh, basically absorbed the medication and then you should be good to go. But you can also, if you look it up, you can find how long these medications actually last before they break down. They don't last forever in the water column. That's one reason why we have to redose them. So you put them in the water and they immediately start decomposing basically, uh, breaking down. So you can also just wait long enough and they'll, I mean, check it out. I I don't remember the half-lives right now um, from memory, but there is a time period where they basically decomposed enough that they're not a big problem anymore. That's a great question. Let's do be responsible with our medications. Stefan Truth Seeker. Is it difficult importing fish now? It's not as bad as it was about 10 months ago. Um, Well, about a year ago. But um, it's still. You can basically figure out how difficult it is by how many flights are going. So. If you just look at your local airport, let's say, and they used to have, I don't know, 50 flights a day. Now they might have like, I don't know, 10. So the problem is most cargo, including live fish, is sent on passenger flights. So if you used to have 50 flights a day, now you only have 10. You know, you've, you've cut down, <laughs> you've only got 20% of your previous capacity, but there's a whole bunch of demand. So there's lots of people that still want to ship cargo. There's just not as many flights. So you get this backlog. The other thing that happens is the price goes way up because there's a lot more demand for those flights. And so you get in these bidding wars. And so you put in your bid and maybe you win and you can send your fish on that flight, maybe someone else outbids you and they can send their fish. So it's it's a little different than it used to be for sure, just because there's a lot less flights than there used to be. So it's still, it's better than it was, but uh, there's definitely a backlog. It, It takes quite a bit longer and it's more expensive. And you never know for sure until it's sent, that it's actually gonna come, like that it's, that it's locked in. <laughs> Sean, aka Olay Fish Guy, or Ollie, Ollie, I'm going with Ollie, Sean, aka oli fish guy hello from olympia washington well hello oh shrestha yes <laughs> hope all is well you kept me waiting last week bud i did oh sorry no streaming i didn't know that your stream is i look forward to every wednesday great info thanks well i'm sorry to let you down um, if i ever don't do a stream you can find that out by going if you if you're like where's dan if you go here to my channel and you click community, unless like I got in a car accident and ended up in the hospital or something, um, I will always put a notification here, like this one, that it's it's canceled for that day. Um, so I'm sorry to let you down. Never want to do that. But again, this was scheduled for Thursday. It ended up coming a day early. And so... Well, the truth is it got delayed and didn't arrive till Thursday morning anyway. Um, but, um, yeah. So I'll let you know there. The good news is I think this is like in 2020, when I look at that, did I miss one in 2020? There might have been one that I missed. Like I almost never miss them. I am committed to this. Um, and unless something happens, that's out of my control. Like a shipment that was scheduled to arrive Thursday getting to notice, hey, that flight's coming in Wednesday, you know, I, I've gotta be there for those fish, so. But I'm glad that you're back, good to see you, Jay Oliver's Guppies and Aquatics throwing down five smackers. Thanks for the five bucks, I appreciate it. Love the live streams. Hey, I'm glad you do. I honestly, the truth is I feel a little, I don't know, I feel a little out of sorts today. Like, maybe it's because I missed last week, It's like the Emperor's New Groove. (laughs) Dude, you threw off the groove. I I just don't feel the groove today. So I'll probably be back fully next week. But there are times when it's like, man, I don't know what it is, but for some reason it feels odd. But the good news is those are the ones where sometimes it feels so like, I'm like, man, I don't know. That just felt like it went wrong. And then I'll go watch the live stream later just because I'm like, was that okay? Usually those end up being the best ones, so (laughs) you worry for nothing. Wait, is H.C. Aqua going off about Scuds? For real, they're little devils. They eat fish eggs and compete with shrimp for food. Let's see. Let's see. What are we talking about here? Scuds are the devil. I knew it. (laughs) Goal. I knew that's what H.C. Aqua was talking about. Some of us love Scuds. Some of us hate them. H.C.A.Q. is on Team Hate Scuds. Hey, there's a t-shirt idea. Team Hate Scuds. Just for you, Jesse. (laughs) All right. Hang on. I'm scrolling here looking for – there it is to take fringe those catfish from what I have heard is that they school with them for numbers they don't have their own school huh and another hypothesis I have heard is that type of mimicry is to feast on the eggs of the quarries. oh, oh that makes total sense that actually makes total sense the uh, feasting on the eggs I mean it could it could work to school with them for numbers but and, and I don't know I'm just like thinking. Um, just postulating here that in that case, why not just create your own school of your own species? You know, why rely so heavily on another, another species? Why not just alter your behavior and create your own protective herd, but a feeding opportunity that kind of makes sense, especially when you consider kind of how they're closely related to, um, say pictus cats and things like that. Um, I could see them being sneaky and going in for for an egg feast. And it could be something else. Like there could be option three that you and I don't even know about that's the real one. Who knows? But I'm curious about it. Mega Mindy Lou, I bought some new fish. Feeling guilty again. Uh, the Angelicus Botia Loach. They, I love that loach. They are super cool. So far, I kept my ram horn. I can't say it. Ram's horn snail population in check. I watched them eat snail eggs too. Really? They can like get through the gel mass of snail eggs. That's crazy. Well, good, I'm glad you got them. I, I love that fish. And don't feel guilty if, if you have a good source for healthy fish that's not me, that is fine. That is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, it really is fine. The Chubby Guppy, our favorite fish thespian. <laughs> it's an odd mix, right? I have two main skill sets: aquarium fish and the theater. It's like, it's a weird, weird skill set. <laughs> Thanks, Chubby Guppy, for the ninety nine. Appreciate. Appreciate the Super jets. Always appreciated, never required. But as you know, it does make my wife super happy. Not one do. Which is better for Community Tank, Black Rams or Akara? Uh, generally, I would say Akara, just because Black Rams have some requirements temperature-wise that a lot of community fish are going to find a little stressful. Um, black rams, I assume we're talking about uh, microgeophagus ramesii. Did I say that right? Ramirez, ramesii, I think is it. Um, the, the black form of the common blue German ram, if you will, right? Um, they do well in the, in the 80s. Like, like mid 80s upper 80s 86 degrees they're super happy most community fish are not going to like it that warm the acara can take your normal tropical fish temperatures mid 70s to low 80s um, in that range there's a lot more variety you could put in a tank and so your options are just a lot, a lot more a lot broader for what you can mix with them now, the difference is the, the akara. if we're talking about the blue akara, get a lot bigger. So that does mean that there are certain small fish you can't keep with them that you could keep with black rams. But in general, I would go with akara just because of temperature requirements. Swamp Thing, your glasses look great on screen. Anti-glare spray is working well. Yep, here's my anti-glare spray. My shirt rub there you go there's the anti-glare secret (laughs) i I haven't got the anti-glare yet i i need to do it but (laughs) glad glad they're looking good not only can you see the screen you can see another screen here right you get double screen three screens the one you're looking at on your monitor this screen and this screen (laughs) kp throwing out five bucks man Hey, thanks for the Super Chats, everyone. They're flying today. I, I really appreciate it. It's, it always amazes me when money falls from the sky. Um, thanks so much. Did KP have a question or comment? Sometimes it doesn't let me see. I don't think so. Nope, just throwing money at me. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Put it to good use. Jerry Serple Morris. Hey, hey good to see you, Jerry. Hope you're doing well. Do you think I can leave pygmy quarries in my tank with rice fish, or will they eat all the rice fish eggs? Tank is sixty gallons, has around 50 pig, fifteen pygmy quarries. I think you could do that. Um, I don't know which rice rice fish species you're. Yeah, I do. You're talking about madaka, right? I think I sent you some madaka a while ago. Um, then, as long as I think you would be okay. I really do, especially if you have some spawning mops or really densely planted areas with spawning mops. They tend to be uh, dense enough that when the rice fish eggs go in, a lot of them will be deep in the strands. So that'll be difficult for the pygmy quarries to get to. Um, if you're just using plants and no spawning mops, they might get to more of the eggs, but I bet several will, will escape. I bet it would work. You won't get tons of production, but if there's enough cover, yeah, I bet you would get. I mean, I've had rainbow fish eggs hatch and raise up with pygmy quarries. I've had killifish eggs that hatched and raised up with pygmy quarries. Um, and once they're hatched, then there's kind of no danger from the pygmies. So I think that would work well another one coming in Kelly Foreman thank you so much and let's see Kelly Foreman with 499 always appreciated never required but it does make Brenda happy when super chats happen thanks so much I'm excited by the new order at dance fish it's definitely time to set up a new tank oh it's always time to set up a new tank <laughs> three times your current tanks equals world peace as you know but hey yeah I can't wait for you to set up a new tank either and thanks Kelly I appreciate the super chat hc aqua i need to fire usps which service should i target next um first yes (laughs) and i'm sorry for whatever has gone down to, to to bring you to that conclusion i know how frustrating that can be um i've had as good of luck with fedex and ups arriving on time it's honestly it's six one half dozen the other um locally, I like, I like UPS better because I get great, great, like amazing customer service from my local UPS office. Um, not from corporate, but the folks at my local office know me and they take care of me. If, if something comes in and they think it's fish and it's after hours, they'll call me. So it doesn't sit out all night or something like that. They they really do take care of me. But that's my local office, so I don't know if your office will be the same. Um, FedEx, my local office is uh, more difficult. Like, I, I they, they won't even let me call them directly, so I have to go to corporate no matter what, and it's just, or drive up there, so it's, it's a lot harder to, to deal with. The good thing about FedEx, on the other side, when I, when I import stuff, is they're open a lot later, It uh, at the airport in Texas, at least. And so I can if I'm overnighting the fish to me, sometimes I can overnight them to me and they'll get here just as quick as if I go to pick them up, depending on flight schedules and things. Um, It's easier to get them to FedEx and get them to me the next morning just because they stay open later. But that's the only advantage to FedEx that I know of. But as far as delivery on time and all that and cost and everything, it's pretty much the same. Um, What I would recommend is trying to play them off each other. So get an account with one. And after a while, usually a rep will call you from the other or you can contact them and you can say, well, right now it costs me this much to ship fish. So if you can beat that price, i will move to you. And if they do, then you move to them. And then after a few months, you go back to the other company and say, hey, these guys are doing it for this much. If you can beat that, I'll go to you. And you kind of, instead it's the opposite of job hopping, right? Where you hop from one job to the other and go up the ladder and pay. This is like, you're hopping down. You're saying, you're trying to get a discount each time you hop back and forth. <laughs> but that's my thoughts on it. Knight Rider. Oh, before I get to you, Knight Rider, it is eight o'clock. So we're gonna give away another group of ram's horn snails. So let's go here. The first winner was Swamp Thing. The second winner is Dave. Oh, Dave. Oh! It's like O Henry, but in reverse. Dave Oh, if you're here, if you would let us know. You've got uh, about a minute and a half to respond. Let us know you're here. And then we'll get you in touch with Dennis Ramirez, who is providing the giveaway this evening, so you can get your snails shipped to you. Is Dennis here? I don't think I've seen Dennis. All right, while we're waiting, let's go to another one here. That was Knight Rider. Could you rant a bit, (laughs) you know I can, about planning when breeding and organizing for a fish room, tips, trips, opinions, you use Excel to plan it all? No. Let me show you what I do. There we go. Before I show you what to do, sorry, that's twice I've interrupted the response to you. David O is here, right on, here and happy. Yeah, there's no other way to be, not when you're talking fish. Devo, snails. All right, we've got one more batch to give away tonight, so if you want snails and you haven't won them yet, you still got another chance. And Devo, if you would send me an email dan at dancefish.com. Let me know that you're Devo because I'm sure your name will be different in the email and uh, I will get you in touch with Swamp Thing so you guys can arrange for the shipping. Thanks, or Swamp Thing. I'm sorry. Swamp Thing. I was just looking at Swamp Thing's name because he was on the list with Dennis Ramirez so he, so you guys can arrange the shipping. Sorry, Swamp Thing, if I just gave you a little, little heart attack. Um, Okay, so here's, let's see here. Um, it is called Room Sketcher. Let me see if I can do this another way. This is probably worth taking just a minute to show you the way I figured out to do this. It works really well and is free. Um, okay, here it is. And let me see if I can find an active one. I think this will do it. Okay, it's opening, it's just gonna take a second. Oh wait, no, wrong one, sorry. Okay. Is this it? Yes, here we go. Oh, they changed. Well, I used to I used to use something called Room Sketcher, but apparently it's been bought by a company called SmartDraw. This must have just happened because I have been um, using this for a while and I just checked in with them recently. So, now I'm not sure. Huh, let me let me check one more thing. Yeah, that's Room Sketcher. Let's see if Room Sketcher is still here. Room Sketcher. Okay, roomsketcher.com. Huh, interesting. Room Sketcher is still here. Okay, let's see if I can find one to show you. So, this is Room Sketcher. RoomSketcher.com. And what you can do is you can create different projects for free, and you can go in there and, oh, hang on, let me switch screens because it's going to give me a little bit of grief here. Um, remind me later. Okay. Okay, let me find. Sorry guys, I promise this will be worth it. I hope this will be worth it. Okay, here we go. It's loading. (laughs) It's taking a while. Okay, here we go. Finally. Okay, so this is how I I plan out a fish room, or the warehouse even, until I got official drawings. This is how it started. So you go here and you can draw your building, draw the outline of your building like you have here, and then you can put in little things. So this is a desk that I've enlarged to make work as a workstation. This is a rug that I've made 39 inches by 21 inches to approximate the size uh, taken up by a 40 gallon breeder tank. So I just made a bunch of these, made a bunch of copies of them. And with this app, you can play around and like make a bunch of duplicates and move them wherever you want so you can test your space. So let's see if I can do a little example real quick. Um, Let's get rid of that. Let's say here I want to put a work table. So I would go, let's see, I would search for table. Um, We can do any table really, because it doesn't matter. Then we just need to change the size. How big do we want to make this work table? Let's say we want to make it 80 inches by, um, wait that didn't work, 80 inches by, so we want to make it by 48 inches. I don't know, that's an odd size work table, but just for fun. So you can make this whatever size you want and you can put it wherever you want in your building to see if that's where you want your work table or your aquarium or whatever. And that's how I use this, um, to kind of map out how I want things. So the example here, this was me playing, i um, have changed this a little bit, but it gives you the general idea. So we don't want furniture, we want walls. So you can create a wall, let's see if you want to add onto the building. Okay, I wanna add onto the building there. And I don't know, I'm screwing this up, but let's say that it was something like that for some reason. And now you wanna, I don't know, you wanna add a door or whatever. So you can mock it up and play around basically and make it so you can see what it would look like. So that's what I use, Room Sketcher. And I haven't, hang on, I'm trying to get out here without saving it. Don't save, okay, and get out. And so I just play around with that until I get the configuration that I want and I see what makes the best use of space and all that. And then I go and I build it. So that's what works for me. Um, When I'm planning, as far as breeding and stuff one thing I would say about fish rooms did I lose everyone there that took a while (laughs) not too many we still have oh yeah I did we had 167 now we're at 146 sorry (laughs) night rider hopefully this is worth it for you Um, but as far as organizing what I would do is I would would leave about 25% of it free, like just open. Don't don't build there. Don't plan anything there. So that you can figure out as you're working in that room, oh, you know what? I need more workspace. Or you know what? I have plenty of workspace. I need more small aquariums to set up breeding pairs. Or I've got plenty of small aquariums and plenty of workspace. I need to set up, um, I don't know, large tanks for rearing. I, I'm constantly running out of space to rear fish. So just leave a, a section of it un, undeveloped so that you can adjust as you work in that room and get your and know your needs better. Um, or maybe it's just like, you know what, I need a work table. Like there's so many tanks in here. I never have room. Every time I try to feed, it's a pain because I have to use the tops of the tank. I have to use the tank lids as like shelf space and all that. So just give yourself some, some space. I think people usually stuff rooms so full of aquariums, they forget about, well, what's going to make it pleasant to be in there and work in there? Another thing is, For the love of all that's good, leave yourself plenty of room between the top of one tank and the shelf of the next tank above it. You want plenty of room, eight inches, probably minimum. Um, Lots of people make the mistake of cramming them in there as tight as they can. And then it's such a horrible experience working in it that they... um, They end up neglecting their tanks and burning out and not enjoying the hobby. So build it for your enjoyment, not for like, how can I get the most in there would be my biggest uh, advice. And as far as breeding goes, just remember, you're going to need several large rearing tanks for each batch of fry to grow out. So a small tank for pears to breed um, somewhere to incubate and hatch the eggs somewhere to raise just the tiny tiny little fry small containers work well for that small plastic containers and then once they're a quarter inch or so you've got to grow them out and if you've got a few hundred fish you're going to need quite a bit of space for all those babies and by then the parents might have spawned again and now you're like oh shoot so for every pair of fish you have going you might need three or four large rearing tanks if you're really trying to to maximize. Now, if it's just like, nah, I just want to breed stuff for fun, then then it doesn't matter as much. But those are my thoughts on that. Not one Do, can you keep black rams and gravel like Sea Chems Fluorite? I've never used Sea Chems Fluorite, but you can keep black rams and gravel. However, in nature, they are a, a sifter. They sift through sand and detritus and things. They pull up fine sand and they spit it out their gills. They like to suck it in and spit it out um, constantly. So. I would recommend fine sand for black rams. Okay. It's already 8.12. I took way too long on trying to get room sketch for work, and I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it lost like 20, 30 people. <laughs> okay. Let's look for the next one. chat jumped on me, so hang on. Whew. Hang on, I'm going, I'm going. Wow, I'm so far behind. Not that that's a surprise. Okay, I found it. I'm looking, there we go, I think I see one. Orange cones, you missed the day before Thanksgiving, but we for. Oh, that's right, that's right. I did miss the day before Thanksgiving last year. I did not live stream that day. Mega Mindy Lou, LFS said... These were tank rays. Have you heard of them breeding in captivity before? Um, farwellas? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? No, that was orange cones. This is Megamindilu. Hang on, Megamindilu. What were we talking about? Oh, wait, you got in some Angelicus. So I I think that they are probably being bred on fish farms um, and probably using hormones would be my guess. Yeah, I don't think they're all wild caught. But I don't think your average, like hobbyist or without hormones, I, I doubt they're being bred in any consistency anyway on farms. Danny Weshy, I agree. I have three weird skill sets, animals, music and theater. All right, Danny. <laughs> yeah, you and me will take on the world. <laughs> I just passed Kelly Foreman's um, super chat. If you're wondering how far behind I am. Let me try to finish up here. Hiaqua, I'll test them both. Thanks for the input. Yeah, hopefully it was helpful. UPS versus FedEx, kind of the same in my book. Kenneth Aquatics, I wanted a tree of your recent blue black angels, but they sold out. Not the Pinoy, not the Avatar. My brain is skipping on what those were. Not the Pinoy, and not the Avatar, and blue. Bob, I'm sorry, my brain is not remembering what that was, but sorry I sold out of them, um, if you wanted them. Paul Soltero, volume shipping gets better pricing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's pretty high volume before you get any meaningful price break. Up until then, try to find some third party app you can use for a discount that aggregates um, something like shippo.com, although Shippo gives a discount much, much better than what you would get just, you know, standard retail rate, but still uh, pretty expensive. But I limped along with Shippo for, I don't know, a year or so before my volume got high enough that I could get decent uh, rates. Still got a little ways to go, but we have pretty good rates. John Cox, Dave O. answered here. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I see what you mean. Dave O. answered for the yes. Yes, yes. For the snail winnins. Caper's Aquatic fish only ships in the USA. That is correct. I, I don't have the paperwork or the bandwidth or Well, technically, I do have import-export permits, but uh, it's not something I'm going to be doing anytime soon. Jerry Serple Morris, thanks, saves me having to fish out the pygmies. Hopefully, I could be totally wrong, but I think it'll work for you. Pygmy fish, uh, pygmy quarries and rice fish should be fine. Deborah Sanders wants to be taken out of the competition. All right, Deborah, if you win, we'll just redraw. How's that? I don't know enough about nightbot to know how to go in there and Actually, remove yet, but we'll just redraw if you win. John Cux, I loved it and have saved the room sketch app. Awesome, awesome. Hope it's helpful to folks, uh, especially since it took so much time on it that I lost <laughs> half the stream. Dragon Lair, hey, good to see you. hope you're doing well. I have a three shelf rolling cart from IKEA to hold nets and foods and catch boxes, makes life easier in the fish room. Absolutely, a utility cart in, in making is awesome and making your aisles wide enough that you can get the card in and still walk by it to work in the fish room that's something else to think about i think like a three foot aisle is a minimum pretty much especially if you have tanks kind of lower you're gonna to have to squat down and all that you don't want your rear end smashing into another tank or something uh, so you need a little room toad tamer <laughs> that's a great username toad tamer <laughs> i have eight melanotania uchiensis in a 55 gallon with seven melanotania praecox is a 55 gallon big enough i might try to upgrade to a 75 but can't find a good source on the uchiensis size um So Tamer, I don't remember off the top of my head how big Uchiensis get. Um, Let me look here. If it's not on Angfa here, where I'm looking, this is the fish we're talking about. They're beautiful. I think I've still got a couple for sale if anyone is looking for this fish. Um, Let's see if it says here... No, wait, 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 maybe, maybe tells us the egg size, tells us the larva size. (laughs) Oh man, it doesn't tell us the fish size. So I'm not sure, um, I, let's see, did I just miss it? I don't know. Um, My guess is that they're probably going to get as big as your standard, you know, Melanotania, you know, five inches or so, but I really don't know. So, and chat jumped. So, it was that with Preycocks. That might be big enough. That's four feet. And that's uh, 15 fish and a 55 gallon. And the Preycocks aren't going to get too big. You know, it depends on how you maintain that tank, but that might be okay, Toad Tamer, depending on how you maintain it. Dennis, hey, Dennis, good to see you. So, so far, um, of the three packs you wanted to give away, Swamp Thing has won one, and Devo has won one. We haven't drawn the third uh, winner for the snails yet, Dennis, but we will do that here shortly. And I'm so glad you could join us. Um, Had to work a bit late. No worries. No worries. Anyway, Dennis throwing down $5 and providing the giveaway tonight. Thanks, Dennis, for doing that. Appreciate it. So, Dennis, um, the winners will email me and then I'll uh, include you in the response so you get their contact information so you know where to send the snails. I'll I'll do that uh, tomorrow or the next day. Tomorrow's pretty busy, so it might be the next day. Um, Let's see here. So you've got a couple minutes. Ryan Hanson, I went to try and ship my first fish today. Got to the local post office and was told I can't drop off there. Only one specific location across town. Such a runaround. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, hopefully they go well. Hopefully you got them dropped off anyway and, and that it all goes well for you. It's your first fish shipment. Well, that's exciting. I know that's nerve wracking. Welcome to the wild world of shipping fish. And, uh, if you need any help, just send me an email, Dan at dancefish.com. I'm always happy to help folks ship fish. It's something I, I want us to do better. Roadhouse aquatics. What's the chances pygmy sunfish will start eating flake? Not good in my experience, especially if they're wild caught. Um, There's a lot of those finicky fish that if you spawn them and raise the babies, you can get them to eat flakes and pellets and stuff. If you start feeding them, um, you know, pretty early on and they grow up with it. I personally have never got pygmy sunfish. If I remember right, it's been a long time. (laughs) <laughs> That's probably another live stream where I was like, yeah, I got them to do it after three months of trying, but I, I don't remember. It's It's been a while since I've done this, but I don't think I ever got them to eat anything but frozen and live. Um, other folks here, though, if anyone here has got them to eat flakes and has any tips for Roadhouse Aquatics, Roundhouse Aquatics, sorry about that, please do chime in so we can help Roundhouse out because I was unsuccessful Orange cones, when your spouse limits the number of tanks, I've heard it's that it's only the footprint that counts. So can I stack them as high as I want and climb a ladder? <laughs> yeah, you can only have 20 tanks. Okay, all these 10 gallons are becoming 125 gallons then. <laughs> Same number of tanks, just bigger. <laughs> Swamp Thing, if you set up a biotope tank, what would be your ideal ecosystem? Oh, man. Oh, there's so many. I think what would be really cool is like a native tank like that. Just, you know, North America, USA type tank with some darters in it. Um, Maybe some Mad Toms. Some kind of Shiner. If I could balance it out so they didn't outcompete the Mad Toms and some kind of killifish. I think something like that would be really cool. And maybe uh, if I could find a small species of stone lapper or something to take care of algae. Yeah, I think that's what I'd go with. Um, I was thinking West Africa. That would be cool too. I was thinking Asia. That would be cool. Um, New Guinea, (laughs) South America. Like there's so many. I I like them all, but I don't know. Just for something different, I think it'd be fun to do... uh, Some natives. I saw a video recently, I forget who did it, but it was uh, a live stream, if I remember right, with someone, was it Kayla's Aquatics? I can't remember who did it, but with a guest who just has a whole bunch of tanks with native fish in them. And I was just like, oh man, that'd be so cool. Bird Garden, throwing more money at me, $5. Bird Garden, thank you so much for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required. Dan, you give me my fish fix while busy minting NTFs. Thanks. Hey, you're welcome. I'm glad to do it. And thanks for the five bucks. That's a beautiful bird. Is that a redheaded woodpecker? Peepslaw sheep. Top three favorite musical instruments. Oh, I'm going to keep it to... Uh, sorry, I'm going to keep it to fish. Um, try to keep... I, I try to keep the live stream focused on fish every now and then I stray, but... I'm not going to do it purposely. Blue Ice Aquatics. What's the best snails for shrimp tanks? Uh, anything but assassin snails. I would say. I mean, I like ram's horn snails. Um, I like pond snails. I can't think of one that would be a problem with with shri- shrimp. Yeah. So take your pick. Maybe avoid assassin snails. toad tamer i have a banded sunfish and he refused to take pellets flakes and pellets until i put some platys in the tank and then he wanted their pellets too oh that's interesting was that a i mean was that the little like two inch banded sunfish i think that's different than the dwarf pygmies we're talking about but there are dwarf pygmy sunfish that are banded so i'm not quite sure which one we're talking about um what was the genus, Toe Tamer, if you don't mind letting me know? Oh, Brandon of Maple Street. That's right. Yeah, that was really cool. I thought that that was inspiring to see a fish room with, I can't remember if it was all natives, but it might have been all natives. It was cold water stuff. Um, and I miss my natives. So, Plus, it's easier to do, right? I can actually... It's easier for me to like visit the, like if I went to to the Paint Rock River in Alabama, I could probably collect everything I needed there and I could snorkel in there a bit and actually see the habitat and stuff like that. Um, I'll probably never do it. I'm not a big biotype guy, I have nothing against them. I think it's a fun project, but I've, I've never, uh, I've never tried to create a true biotype biotope but if i did i'd probably go to like the paint rock river and snarkle around and collect some stuff and try to make it work ryan Hansen, it was late in the day so holding off till next week just short oh for shipping so ryan tried to ship some fish went to his post office they said you can't do that here you have to go over there so just a short trip 60 miles Something to get my feet wet and get that first one out of the way. Thanks for the encouragement. Yeah, and that's the right way to do it, right? First time, send it close, send it to a friend. Just try it, see what works, get some experience. Good for you. Well, I hope it goes well next week. So, <laughs> Tamer, yes, different genus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the question was about uh, the not the banded sunfish, but the little like okie finoki type sunfish. And its relatives. Dragon layer. H.C. Rockford, my nephew keeps pygmy sunfish and a scarf scuds. Of course, because scuds are awesome. Right, H.C. Aqua? <laughs> okay. With that, let's wrap this up. Let's do the last giveaway. This is for the, the third and final batch of snails provided by Dennis. Thank you so much, Dennis, for being here and for uh, providing the giveaway tonight. And the, the winner of the third and final group of them is Sandy Farrell. Sandy Farrell, congratulations. You've won some ram's horn snails from Dennis. If you would chime in in the next minute and a half, let us know you're here, then we'll get this all wrapped up. Bird garden. Yes, it's a red headed woodpecker. They raise young around our feeding station each summer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, growing up in Northern California, We had tons of redheaded woodpeckers around. They're really, really, really pretty, pretty fish. All right. So while we're waiting for Sandy Farrell to chime in, I'm going to do the sign off. But if Sandy doesn't respond, then before I close out, we'll draw the next winner. But while we're waiting for Sandy, oh, wait, Sandy is here? Sandy Farrell. Hang on. Nope, not yet. Um, While we're waiting for Sandy to chime in, I just want to thank my mods for being here and doing what they do. I appreciate you guys so much. I want to thank everyone that threw money at me. Thanks for the super chats. Always appreciated, never required. But the truth is we're a startup, we're, we're scrappy, and every little bit does help right now. So ramen wages... (laughs) super chats by ramen and i appreciate it um everyone that left a question or comment thanks for doing that thanks for being here thanks for being active all you lurkers i hail the lurker nation i get you everyone watching on a replay hope someday you can be here that's the wrap up and sandy has not yet responded it's been a minute 30 so i'm going to cancel that and roll the next winner Christine Kaiser, Christine, if you are here, please let us know so we can get this giveaway wrapped up and uh, and wrap up the live stream for the night. Again, also thanks to Dennis for providing the giveaway. I appreciate it. It's so cool to me that people jump in and are like, hey, I want to do a giveaway. It's just so cool to me. Priscilla did it a, a couple weeks ago, our last live stream. Dennis is doing it now. Bob's done several. Uh, I, I should stop mentioning them because there's been so many. But thanks for doing that, guys. I think that's awesome. Sean, a.k.a. Ali Fish Guy. I will take some MTS. This is Malaysian trumpet snails, not multi-tank syndrome. If someone wants to give me some, I need some so badly and my LFS doesn't sell one here. Oh, well, there's a lot of people that are overrun by them. So I bet you'll get some shortly. All right. Here are people signing off in droves because we're just waiting for Christine here. Yeah, let me check here. 148 of us still here. Come on in, Christine. No, Christine. All right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and and draw the next one. I'm just gonna call it, we're at the end. So, Sean, AKA Ollie Fish Guy. Now I know you're here, because I just talked to you. So Sean, hopefully you're still here. Please be here. (laughs) Let us know so we can wrap this up. I'm so confident that Sean's here that I'm going to write it down that he won (laughs) hopefully he didn't just sign off (laughs) that's the trouble I waited too long when I wait till the very very end people are like signing off right and so I uh yeah okay good good Sean is here. Excellent. Ollie Fish Guy, send me an email, dan at dansfish.com. Oh, right on time, my voice is about to give out. And I will get you connected with uh, Dennis so you guys can arrange the shipping. Thanks for being here, everybody. Um, Punchy Paint is going in about half an hour. If you want more fish live stream and some cool art talk. till next Wednesday, I hope you have a good one. See you then. Bye-bye.